Haunted AF is brought to you today by the new fiction podcast, City of Ghosts. We got a chance to preview this one, and it's totally up your alley. City of Ghosts is a supernatural neo-noir mystery with cinematic sound design. It's set in New York City with corrupt politicians, a dogged lady detective, and a whole lot of ghosts. Oh, we love that. Yeah. Episodes one and two are now available, so subscribe right now to City of Ghosts. Here's a little taste. Can you hear me? It's 1999, New York City. Shut up! Bridget Lundy Payne stars in a new supernatural neo noir audio drama. The voices, they're back. City of Ghosts. I understand this is beyond your usual scope. So, two deaths and an attempted third. Must mean we're on to something big. Men like them have fortresses built around them. What good does sticking your neck out do, especially in this city? Still, just be careful. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Do be well, Eleanor. We have to thank Podcorn for supporting the Haunted AF Podcast. You know, producing your own podcast is great because it gives you a chance to dig deep into something you love, like spooky stories mm-hmm. from all over the world, but there's so much time and money that goes into it. Right? And at some point, you got to start recouping that stuff, and that's where Podcorn comes in. They connect podcasters to podcast sponsorship opportunities like interview segments, topical discussions, or host-read ads. Yep, like this one that you're hearing right now. You're never too big or too small for Podcorn either. They Help podcasters browse all kinds of sponsorship opportunities, set their own rates, and collaborate directly with brands without any exclusivities. Podcorn's going to help you every step of the way and make sure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for your brands. They've definitely gone above and beyond to help us out. That's a true story. Mm -hmm. So we'll post a link in our show notes so you can check it out. But it's definitely time to start monetizing your podcast at podcorn.com. You can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet, creeping along the wall ninja style she raised her arms up over her head and started to come towards me and she had her mouth open like she was screaming i hear my sister on the top phone say ashley you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air but now all of a sudden the green orb comes towards our truck and it shoots out over the mountains into outer space it is gone so that is my ghost story <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you're not seeing us. You're missing out. We're having a little sprockets moment here. Yes, we sure are. So coming up, we are going to talk about haunted airplanes. Ooh. I found some really (laughs) creepy shit on YouTube. Oh, good. (laughs) That will terrify you of flying from here on out? Yes. Absolutely. Also, we have another doll in the hall story. This time it's buddy dolls. Is that like my buddy? I guess. Those were really popular when I was a kid. Is it like a giant terrifying doll? It is bigger than the normal doll size. I would say it's like a two-footer. Yes. And then we also have a ghost story from the site of the Hindenburg. Ooh, that's going to be fun. But first, we have to thank our new patrons, Jesse Lynn, Michael Roseman, who's an annual patron. Thank you very much for that. Uh, New patron, Jesse Lynn, actually sent us this question. Oh, I love a little Q&A. I had a random thought about why daycares are so haunted. Do you think it's possible that all of the imaginary friends of all of the children are going to 
the daycare with them. If ghosts are more drawn to children because they're more accepting of them, it makes sense that they would follow them to daycare where there are more kids who might accept them. Just an idea. So daycares are just like a cesspool of little imaginary friend ghosts. (laughs) You know what? That makes sense because we definitely hear about daycares, schools, anything where children are involved. Yes, they're always more haunted than other places. And it seems like the younger they are, the more haunted it is. Mm -hmm. Good question, Jesse. Also, remember, you can find more exclusive Haunted AF content. Mm -hmm. Just go to patreon.com backslash Haunted AF. And especially, remember, season six is going to end on October 28th, but we do keep continuing uh, to post minisodes in the meantime. So if you miss Haunted AF, all you have to do is become a patron, and then boom, you'll keep getting that content. So easy. Also, we have a new movie minute coming up this week, so you can find that on my movie website, juliesayso.com. I'm going to cover The Last Duel in Dune, and then you and I tonight... I'm so excited. We're going to go see Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Do you really think it's over? (laughs) No. No. It's not. Okay, are you ready? Let's just go ahead and hop into the stories. Uh, This is Matt Whiting out of Sacramento, California. I've got a ghost story from around 2004-2005, and it's happened with my son. He was about five or six years old, and one night he came running out of his bedroom just screaming and crying and just all worked up. took about an hour for us to get him calmed down, and he said that Uncle Rich walked by my door. And I'm like, what? We used to hang out with Uncle Rich years ago. And my son might have met Uncle Rich maybe like two or three times at like barbecues and stuff. So how he really remembers Uncle Rich from two years ago, I'm kind of surprised by that because he was pretty young. By the way, who had passed away, I think he died from brain cancer very abruptly, like in six months. After he had passed away, my buddy and his wife gave me his guitar. You know, he knew I was a musician. Quinn didn't know I had the guitar, but he said the ghost figure of Uncle Rich had passed by the doorway walking in the hall and another couple weeks went by and this happened again the screaming and crying and it was just like uncle rich wow okay so me and the wife had calmed him down got him back to sleep and we're like we were talking and we're like so why would uncle rich come to our house and then i figured out wait a minute i got that guitar that uncle rich used to love so (laughs) after much deliberation i had to get rid of the guitar and it stopped Uncle Rich wasn't hanging around our house at that point. But yeah, that's the story. And uh, thank you guys. Go Veronica Lucia dot rocks. That's my band. Check it out. And we'll talk to you soon. Stay safe. Thanks, Matt. Oh, that's awesome. You know why Uncle Rich isn't showing up anymore? Why? Because he's stomping around whoever's house that he sold the guitar to. <laughs> you just passed him off to somebody else. Yeah. And that person's like, who the hell is this ghost man stomping around my house at night? <laughs> By the way, send us stories. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and just a quick reminder here at the end of the season, we've kind of burned through all of the really great short stories. Mm-hmm. So do us a favor when you're sending your stories, keep them tight. <laughs> keep them tight. Keep like them your tight. butthole. Kinda, yeah. Why'd you have to go there? I don't know. <laughs> we, corn cobs. I'm still on it. <laughs> for the record, we've been very butt centric no, lately. I know. And I apologize. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Forget. I, I wasn't blaming you, but I will. <laughs> I will if I need to. Okay. I'll take the blame. Our next story comes from Helen and she says, hi, ladies. I love the podcast. When I was growing up in North Carolina, a family moved in next door with the most adorable little four-year-old daughter named Julie. That's me. (laughs) No ghost story there. I just wanted to say howdy neighbor to Julie. LOL. Anyway, I've wanted to have a paranormal experience my entire life. But by some curse, I seem incapable of experiencing anything. My husband, however, has several strange experiences. I 
literally think it's like a genetic thing. It's like yeah. l- liking cilantro. Like mm-hmm. you're, you either do or you or think you it don't. tastes like soap. It tastes like soap, 100%. You're wrong, though. No, it's you're delicious. Wrong. It is disgusting. You it's and my husband lovely. can hang out then. <laughs> so about 20 years ago, we went to New Orleans. New Orleans. Did you really just say I really 100%. New Orleans? New Orleans. Where are you from, girl? I don't know. From Texas. <laughs> so about 20 years ago, we went to New Orleans to celebrate our anniversary. And of course, I had to drag him on a ghost tour. Our guide on the tour asked where we were staying. And when we told her, she said, oh, the Bourbon Orleans. It doesn't sound right, Orleans, then. How does that happen? I don't know. The Bourbon Orleans. The Bourbon Orleans. I do agree with you. <laughs> right? I'll agree with you okay. there. The Bourbon Orleans is on our tour. It's wicked haunted. <laughs> the Bourbon Orleans is a beautiful hotel in the French Quarter that had served over the years as a ballroom, a convent, and an orphanage. Oh, my God. That's like the trifecta of yes. awful. <laughs> <laughs> Several ghosts have been seen or heard there, including a nun and a Confederate soldier. I was so excited to be staying in a haunted hotel, but of course, I didn't see or hear anything the entire time. Yeah, it's because you don't like cilantro. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Several days later, though, my husband told me about an experience he had. Our room was a two-floor suite that had a staircase leading up to the bathroom. He woke up in the middle of the night, and as he looked towards the staircase, he saw the torso of what appeared to be a military officer floating up the stairs. Stairs. Of course, he freaked out and went straight into the bathroom while I slept blissfully in the room with the torso. <laughs> when he told me about this experience, I don't know if I was more pissed that he didn't wake me up or that he'd left me in there with the ghost. Yeah, go ahead and be pissed about both of those. Yeah, I think you win on both levels. Yeah. I also have a dead pet story, oh. which, of course, isn't mine, but my husband's. Two years ago, we lost our beloved 14-year-old Maltese Vinny. A... <laughs> I feel like that's the way Vinny should talk, like a mobster. A few days after Vinny passed away, my husband woke in the middle of the night to a motion at the end of the bed. It was as if Vinny was walking in circles trying to find a comfortable spot to sleep. After several seconds of walking around, whatever it was plopped down and my husband felt a weight against his leg. He sat there wide-eyed for 20 long minutes before the weight slowly disappeared. Oh, That's a long time. That is a long time. I'm jealous. Thanks for the podcast, girls. You both are hilarious and I love hearing all the ghost stories from people who are much luckier than I am, Helen Connor. Thank you, Helen. Sorry you haven't been haunted yet, Helen. And since we're doing Dead Pet of the Week stories. Dead Pet of the Week. Because we've actually gotten tons of them lately. Uh, This one comes from Brenda. Hi, ladies. I love your podcast, and I'm excited to share my story with you. I had two cats, Gadget and Gizmo, who are brother and sister. Cute names. A few years ago, Gizmo got some kind of infection and just couldn't fight it off. The vet said that there wasn't any anything else we could do for her. So January 2nd of 2020, we made the difficult decision to put her down. Fast forward to a few months ago, I was lying in bed on my stomach and my husband was getting ready for bed. Usually we keep our bedroom door shut because Gadget isn't allowed in our room. We have plants in there and he treats them like a salad bar. (laughs) So this night I left the door open because my husband was coming to bed soon. And I heard the jingle of the bell on Gadget's collar as he snuck into our room. And then I felt him jump up on the bed. I laid there waiting to see if he was going to snuggle up next to me. And then I heard him rustling around by the curtains, probably trying to nibble on the plants. Mm -hmm. My husband came into the room and I told him that Gadget had snuck in and he said, no, he's in the living room. I sat up and said to him, are you kidding me? I heard him. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. Oh man. Brenda. That escalated. (laughs) I heard him. I felt him jump on the bed.
bed? Well, my husband went to the living room to check and I heard him talking to Gadget. He came back to the bedroom and confirmed that Gadget had been out in the living room. Since then, every once in a while, I swear it feels like my gizmo is making biscuits on my legs like she used to do when she was alive. Again, that is from Brenda. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love it when they make the The biscuits. biscuits. It's so cute. I actually have a dead pet story too. Do you? I think. It's going to make me sound crazy. Okay. Okay, so. We say that every time. I know. (laughs) Well, you know, Jojo likes to shit on the bed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Jojo. She just can't get it together. I know. She's adorable, but poops the bed. Right. So at night, she doesn't. She'll sleep with us at night, and Mm -hmm. she's normally pretty good, but we have to kick her out in the morning because that's when she has to use the bathroom, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so one morning recently, I was laying in bed, and I was kind of half awake, and I was watching her because she was up by my head Mm -hmm. near the pillow, and I felt a cat jump up on the bed and kind of come over by my feet. Mm -hmm. And so I opened my eyes, looked down at my feet, and there was nothing there. And I looked back up to where Jojo was, and she was up starting to scratch the sheets like she was going to take a poop. I know. And I thought, is that one of our other cats? Like Like warning you about A ghost kitty warning me. (laughs) Seriously. That's what I thought. Oh, it might be. I love that, though. Uh, This next story comes from Sharon, and she says, Hi, Julie and Rebecca. I'm the Kathy Bates to your James Caan, the Pennywise to your Georgie, the Whistling Bat to your Sharon. (laughs) I love this woman. I know. She's like, you get the idea. Anywho's, my sister Christine were both Haunted AF patrons. Nice. And I imbibed in some fancy brown liquors last week and decided to scare the crap out of her son, Jackson. Well, we love you so much. I know, Sharon. Can we hang? I love you. (laughs) So, without further ado, I present to thee not one, but two different angles of a bad aunt and an even worse mom scaring a wee child. Oh, dear God. Best witches. Best wishes for a spooky October. Your fanniest of the fangirls, Sharon and Christine. It's one of our newest Doll in the Hall videos. Yes. It's so cute. And I love the fact that you've got Sharon on one end of the <laughs> hall with her phone and Christine on the other end. And all they did was put this creepy doll right. on the floor. And so the poor boy comes out. Y'all have to go watch the video, but here's some audio. Nope, 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 nope. He just noped it all the way back to his bedroom. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. nope, nope. I got to hear that again. I love it. That is really cute. And we also got a really cute one from Emily. We've been getting some cute cat videos. Like oh, cats. the cat one was hilarious. Oh, yeah. And we got another one where it's the cat who sneaks up on the woman. Speaking of the doll in the hall challenge, <laughs> remember, send us your doll in the hall videos. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. You get a chance at $200 in merch from wickedcatclothing.com. The deadline is October 22nd. Yeah. So what is that? Like a week away? Oh, is yeah. That, next that is week? next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get on that, guys. Okay. So this next story comes from Brandon. Hi, Jules and Beck. My name is Brendan from Sydney, Australia, and my story happened back in 2009. At that time, I rented out a two-bedroom apartment in the city with my then-girlfriend, who is my ex now, and two mates who were uh, a couple. I can't remember, was it one of my mates or was it myself who suggested that we do a horror movie marathon run? So we watch it at night with all the lights off and the stereo was on full blast. So if there was a jump scare, like we all scream. Anyway, so <laughs> nothing much happened for a few days. And then one morning I got home at like five in the morning, went straight to my room to shower and then go to bed. I got a knock on the door. One of my mates asked, did you borrow any water? I'm like, nah, I just got home. He's like, oh, the kettle was on and the kettle was full of water and it was boiled like it was still hot. And I thought, oh no, I didn't do it. My mate's girlfriend didn't 
do it for sure. We didn't think much of it. A couple of days later, me and my ex got home and we went straight into our room. It was kind of late, so the whole apartment was dark and we started getting changed into our PJs and then we got a knock on the door. So we're like, we come in and no response. So we continued and then we heard another knock on the door and we're like, come in and nothing. Okay, whatever. And then we heard the knocking on the third time and this time it was much harder, like really loud. So I opened the door and it was pitch black. There was no one there. So we went across to my mate's room and we're like, why'd you knock on our door? And they're like, we didn't knock on your door. That was when we got a bit scared. So I called my mom. She practiced Buddhism. Uh, she heard about my story and she said, I'll come over and do a quick cleansing sort of thing. So she bought like incense and like things to burn and all that. My mate, who was the girlfriend, she had an exam in the morning. So she finished her exam. She came home and she went to sleep. So my mom came over and then she did her cleansing. She did her chanting and then she kind of just left. And literally just after I closed the door, my mate who was asleep came out of the room crying. She was like, I don't know what exactly happened, but I could hear your mom chanting and I tried to get up, but I had a sleep paralysis. So she couldn't get up. She couldn't talk or anything. And what she told us was there was four black figures standing next to her in her bed and she could clearly see their eyes staring at her. And when my mum stopped chanting, the four figures disappeared in thin air. And then when my mum left, that was when she could move again. So we didn't watch any horror movies for a while afterwards. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just my story. Thank you so much for listening. Keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Brandon. Oh, my God. Speaking of Australia, I got this. I think it was Bruce Faulkner who sent something recently about mm. the men men lights in Australia. Have you mm. ever heard of this? No. I hadn't either. And it's almost like these weird glowing orb things that people report seeing in Australia. Is it like the Australian version of Marfa? But it sounds like they're bigger and they say that they'll chase you and Ew. if they catch you, they'll kill you and like it's an aboriginal thing what i'm getting at is if you are in australia because mm-hmm. we have a lot of listeners there tell us and you want to share some yeah. min min stories with us because i googled it and i ended up on this youtube page of some australian guy in the outback and he had a photo okay. of the min min light that was following him it looked like the moon honestly <laughs> then all of a sudden he mm-hmm. ran over a kangaroo with his car oh, God. and he got out and he was filming the kangaroo and then he got scared and he spent the night there and then there was a kangaroo smear on the front of his car the night it was like the most australian video all that was missing was like a giant venomous spider and maybe a killer shark of some kind uh, i'll post a link to this video but in other words please send us men men light videos or stories we need them Podcast at gmail.com this next one comes from james who just started his own podcast the moisture farm report it's a star wars thing apparently okay, that sounds real dirty <laughs> no, i just want to tell you that right now that same. sounds real dirty <laughs> <laughs> he says, hi, Julie and Rebecca. Last night, I was at the cinema watching Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Right? Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yes, which is good. Yes. Uh, when the film finished, I went to the loo before heading home. But when I got to the toilets, the only cubicle door was shut, and I could hear someone's feet shuffling on the other side. So I waited and waited. After a few minutes, I was getting a bit impatient, but then heard toilet paper being pulled from the dispenser and figured, hey, well, the guy must be coming out soon. Only he didn't. A few more minutes passed, during which I could clearly hear his feet moving around and the toilet seat creaking. (laughs) By now, I was really busting, so I pushed the door to give the guy a hurry up. But when I did, the door swung open to reveal a completely empty cubicle. (laughs) Needless to say, I got out of there before things got any weirder. Hope you two are well, James. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents... Hometown Ghost Stories. 
a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. how I'm going to spend eternity. Yeah. Just hogging the bathroom just stall. constantly peeing. Yeah, taking the toilet paper. <laughs> Is that heaven or hell? I don't, I think hell. <laughs> I think hell. All right, this next story comes from Rebecca. Hey there, ladies. I just recently located your podcast, so I'm binge listening. Thank you. In the winter of 1985, I was pregnant with my fourth child who was due December 21st. On TV, they had been advertising a doll for boys <laughs> to play with called My Buddy. It is my it buddy. Is. I knew it. Well, my two boys. <laughs> Boys wanted the My Buddy doll for Christmas mm-hmm. and asked Santa for them, thinking this would be a good idea for them since the new baby was coming. Santa got five-year-old Jared and three-year-old Zach, each one for Christmas. Oh, nice. When Christmas came around, they were thrilled to have the doll that they had asked for. Aww. The following February, I was putting the boys to bed and handed Jared his My Buddy doll. Jared got a look of terror on his face and started shaking his <gasps> head no to stop me from giving him the doll. I asked if he wanted the doll to sleep with and he said no. At night, it transforms into a monster and tries to kill us. No, I'm out. No. (laughs) She says, I tried to give Zach his doll too, and he also shook his head no. I threatened then to give both of the dolls away, and the boys both said, okay. Uh, Sure. (laughs) This is unusual since they both really wanted the dolls for Christmas. I wasn't sure what to think, so I put the dolls in the closet, and the boys never had any more problems with them. The dolls remained in the closet for years until my friend Hope called and told me I had to watch a movie called Child's Play. (laughs) I watched it with the boys, who were older by then. Jerry got up and went to his bedroom, then came back to the living room with the My Buddy doll going, Chucky! Chucky! Yes, I still have the dolls, but they are packed away, and that is from Rebecca. Oh, that's amazing. Rebecca, you have to ask the boys if they remember anything about that doll I turning into a yes. monster at night. Like, I need more explanation of the monster. And if you look up the My Buddy dolls, we'll post some pictures They're of them. They're creepy as hell. They're they terrifying. Like, yeah, it does look like the Chucky doll. If I remember it had overalls and a striped shirt just like Chucky. Very similar. But it almost, the fact that they're so just plain looking to them, it, yeah. to me it makes them even scarier than the Chucky dolls. I 100% agree. Ooh. That's why the Teddy Ruxpin was so terrifying. Yeah. Alright, so this next story comes from JB. Hey guys, this is JB from Annapolis. First off, if you hear any kind of rumblings and grumblings, that's my dog Buck. He's an old guy. He likes to toot and to woof. <laughs> he likes to toot more. Anyways, I was in my early 20s at Lakehurst, New Jersey, and I was up there doing radio testing. They had like this big open field, and part of the field was the, um, that's a beer. Part of the field was the crash site of the Hindenburg. So I was in this trailer late at night, and it was just like those construction trailers, And you could see clear underneath of it, it was legit on wheels, and they just shorted up with blocks. So one night, I was out there in, like, the middle of the night, and there's nobody on this base at night. Just hanging out by myself, and I hear in the gravel around the trailer, just, like, footsteps. Quick and regular, just, like, kind of running around. I'm just going, who the hell is that? Like, who's out here? So I'd go outside, and there'd be nobody there. I just got kind of, like, peeved. I was like, this is stupid. Like, it went on for, like, 15, 20 minutes of just, like footsteps in the gravel finally i go outside and i'm like looking under the trailer 
nobody's there. It's not like you can like run and hide behind anything. You're in the middle of like a giant gravel parking lot. You'd have to be like Flash Gordon to get into the woods. And I just go, all right, knock it off. I'm tired of this. I got work to do. And so I go back into the trailer and I start doing work. Two minutes later, I just hear like the door rattling and knocks on the side of the trailer. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. Screw this. They don't pay me enough to deal with this kind of crap. So I lock up, get in my car and drive away. Next morning, I show up to the site and everybody's like, why didn't you get set up for the demo today? And I was just kind of like, well, because I don't know what the hell happened last night, but there was a lot of noise and people running around. And that's when I found out this was the crash of the Hindenburg. I was just kind of like, oh, great. Yeah, you're just going to let me stay out here in the middle of the night by myself and not dime me into the fact that, I don't know, a bunch of people died here. (laughs) Thanks, guys. What a bunch of friends you are. (laughs) I love it. Call him out. I would call him out too. Thank you, JB. Does everybody know what the Hindenburg is? Um, the Hindenburg was the crash of that giant blimp. That's that what I thought. The humanity. Yeah. I'll post the video. It just occurred to me that people might not know. Yeah. My 14 my year old <laughs> last night asked me what MTV is. Stop it. <laughs> Seriously. And I thought she was messing with me at first. I was like, do you really not know what MTV I'm is? I'm legitimately upset right now. It was like a network that we yeah. were really excited about. We all right. watched it. She's like, that's all you had? That's really sad, mom. <laughs> How dare she? Kids are dicks. No kidding. Okay. Damn. Okay. So we actually, somebody slid into our DMs, y'all. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Says, hi there. Leslie Moore here. I wanted to know if anyone has had any experiences while flying an airplane. You guys are hilarious and I love listening to both of you. Leslie Moore. Well, if anybody has had plane experiences, mm-hmm. any sort of ghost on a plane situation, let us know. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. My dad was a private pilot his whole life. Yeah. And he used to tell me all kinds of great ghost stories um yeah it's like specifically around plane crashes interesting Uh, but i think one of the most famous haunted planes is the eastern flight 401 so this is a true story december 29th 1972 this flight was going from new york to miami and Mm -hmm. it crashed in the everglades Mm. so 101 people died including the captain bob loft and the second officer don repo so at the time it was the highest death toll of any single plane crash in the continental united states and since it was in the Everglades, it was like really hard to rescue right. these people. And that's not the end of it either, because so many people have reported sightings of Bob Loft and Don Repo on flights long after that. One cockpit crew said that Don Repo showed up in their cockpit and warned them about some faulty wiring. Well, that was very nice of them, which they found and fixed, by the way. A flight attendant also claimed that she once opened an overhead bin and saw Bob Loft's face. Oh, no. In there, like peeping out. Like, <laughs> hello. I don't like that at all. I don't mean to be laughing at that. That's awful. I'm sorry. I'm Uh, sorry. (laughs) There were some conspiracy theories that parts from the crashed plane were put into other eastern planes, and that might be what was causing these disturbances. Well, that is creepy. Can you recycle plane crash stuff? Yes, and evidently it's like a common practice. Yeah. No way. What I read, there's been books and all kinds of stuff, and we'll post links to these stories, because they ended up allegedly going in and collecting all of these recycled parts because there were so many stories about sightings and weird things happening on these planes that allegedly had these parts. That's freaky. Isn't that amazing? Flight 401, go to episode 11, season six of Haunted AF, and we'll post some links there. Also, whenever I was Googling all of this, I found Mm -hmm. a YouTube video that I almost didn't make it through. Oh, no. It's like a member of a flight crew going through a plane cabin at Mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. Everything is dark, and it's just him and his flashlight, and he's going through all 
all the seats and he goes back in, or to the galley and then he's coming back forward and he hears something, he turns around and there's this thing behind, it is Oh, literally watching it is so chilling. So again, episode 11, season six of Haunted AF to go and watch that. I bet it's Bob Loft. He's like, hello. <gasps> hello. I finally got out of We have to stop laughing about that. I know they have family members out there somewhere. R.I.P. Bob. Okay, so this next story comes from Quinn. We do have to uh, wish his daughter a happy birthday oh, because happy birthday. Quinn and his daughter apparently listen to the show together all Aww. the time. Hey, Julie and Rebecca. It's Quinn again. This time around, I don't have a U.S story but growing up i had always seen shadows when i was a kid well into like when i was a teenager you know i'd spoken to my mom about it my mom had always told me you know just if you don't pay it any mind you know it'll go away but yeah this one took place when i was i want to say i was at least nine or ten we used to go on fishing trips and this time around it was me my stepfather frank and my older brother so we were out fishing it kind of gotten dark during the day you could see the path going down to the lake but at night it had gotten super super dark to the point of where you know frank knew where he was going because he had been here plenty of times he told me and my older brother it's getting dark let's head back to the car we picked up all of our gear and i had the job of carrying the buckets with the fish in them so we were all going single file line through like the trail my older brother's going up ahead we have flashlights too so that's how dark it was so as we're going along the trail you know my older brother and frank disappeared out of view like, I literally ran through the woods, like, calling out for them, you know, even though technically they were, like, a couple feet ahead of me. Oh, it was the most frightening thing ever. When you're in the woods, there's something about, you know, there's no actual light around. Even the moon wasn't actually producing natural light. But then I would see these shadows, these massive shadows creeping over right in front of me. And then it would dead end again. And this continued on for like what felt like hours. You know, I'm freaking out. Like I'm calling out to like them and nothing, like just complete silence. And then just out of nowhere, like I dropped down. I put my flashlight against my face. And then like I see this huge shadow wash away right as like a beam of like a light comes directly onto me and it's my older brother and my older brother is just like yeah why did you stop and i was like well because i lost you guys like an hour ago and my older brother's like no it's only been a couple minutes like we turned around you weren't there i'm, I'm sitting there trying to piece it together and I, like my older brother like swears up and down and so does frank and when we get to the car like i'm really shaken up and like as we're getting stuff in and getting ready to leave i turn and i look back at the woods and and the spot on the trail where we just came off just kind of closes up. Just a shadow goes over it. And I swear it scared the living hell out of me. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. All right. Have a good one. Oh, Quinn. That is terrifying. Yeah. Okay. I listen to a lot of paranormal podcasts now. I got a problem. <laughs> but... This is not an uncommon thing. These moments of lost time. Yes. Um, where people get kind of lost mm -hmm. and trapped and they can't get out. And then whenever they finally do, they realize it felt like hours, but it's only been a couple of minutes. There's That's a, so creepy. There's an amazing story on Astonishing Legends. I'll see if I can find the link. Also, Quinn says, P.S. Thanks to you guys for helping my podcast, Villains and Vinyl. You guys were our talk as Jericho. Oh, <laughs> that's really sweet. That is. And just a reminder, 
whenever you do send us stories, if you do happen to have a podcast or a YouTube channel yeah, or anything, say it. Put it in the story so we can give you a plug because we know how hard it is to get listeners. Don't forget, send us your doll in the hall challenge videos, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. You only have a few more days to do so. Deadline is October 22nd, but you could be winning $200 in merch to wickedcatclothing.com. So coming up next week, Rebecca and I, before we started taping today, we're watching some videos that a man sent to us. Oh my God. Of voices that he's been recording in his room. Mm -hmm. And so right now we're just waiting to make sure that we can share these videos. I'm like, voices or growls? Because there's an argument on that. Yeah, she hears growls, I hear words. Either way, it's It's something. And it's terrifying Mm -hmm. to watch this video Mm -hmm. of this man and his girlfriend in bed. And she's so sweet. She reaches back. He's getting freaked out. She's patting. He's okay, honey. It's okay, baby. It'll be interesting to find out if she's hearing these voices too. I know. Hopefully we'll be able to share that. But in the meantime, send those scary stories, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com so we can use them on season six of Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalaga and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 